What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know I skipped three years worth of lectures Just to binge watch awful shows There must be some scholarship For accruing worthless knowledge It's my only talent, honey That and losing money your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor bachelor hello Welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, the F-Boy Island Australia podcast that asks the question, Xavi, let's imagine an alternate universe where Sophie is the woman who ends up with Nick oh. instead of the woman who does end up with Nick. Do you think that he would be called Bogdoknok? What are you talking about? I do not understand. Well you, well, you know how he's called Big Dick Nick, you see. Oh, oh, the New Zealand and thing? And she's, you understand. <laughs> yes, I do think he would be called Bog Duck Knock. Yes, absolutely. Bog Duck Knock. Yeah, yeah Bo- that's what's... Uh... Bug Dick. <laughs> Bug Dick, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yes, hello uh, to all... Uh, Bug Dicks listening to the <laughs> Bachelor of Hearts. Is that podcast. we've never really My... had a name for our audience, you know? Like there's like <laughs> Arianators, there's like, you know, the little monsters, whatever. Our our yep. fans are now called Bug Dicks. I think that's right. That's yeah. not bad, Welcome actually. To Bug Dicks One and All to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. My name is Max Quinn. That is Xavier RN. Hi Xavier. Hello. My name is Xavier Betsky Noonan. I love The Bachelor. I'm naming my firstborn Brogan, and I hate the coronavirus. And joining me, well, you just said. I did do. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Listener, we're recording on the unceded lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. This always was, this always will be Aboriginal land. Hello to you if you are a First Nations Bachelor of Hearts podcast listener. There's so much to talk about in the final two episodes of F-Boy Island. That is what we are here to do. We're here to recap the finale and also the one before it. That's right. It's finale week. It's fuck week. It's a big twist ending. We got everything we need going into a podcast. You know, like sometimes sometimes we're like, oh, okay, how are we going to spice this one up? How are we going to sprinkle a little BOH magic onto some lackluster episodes? These time, this mm. time... I couldn't ask for a, a you know a better palette to be spreading our paint on, you know? Plenty spicy enough, and that surprise ending was just just the juiciest. Yeah, I think uh you know what, if I'm being honest, like these two episodes were not the the absolute peak of the season. Um no. I think like you know, I think you can tell that a lot of the storylines are kind of already like we kind of knew what was going on going into these episodes, which is not a big deal, but like I'm not on the edge of my seat. But then just those last like 10, 15 minutes or something, so good, made up for everything. One of the great moments in, in this season and, and what a fantastic season of TV it was. 
Yeah, it was really special. We will talk about what happened as we begin to break down episodes 9 and 10 of F-Boy Island Australia. But before we do that, we do like to catch up on what's going on in the world of Australian reality TV at large. Traditionally, we are a Bachelor podcast. Xavi, it's time for us to go into a Batch World catch-up. I know that you have been researching. You have been reaching out to sources. <laughs> what have you learned this week? Yeah, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit that this will be a, a shorter and smaller week of uh, of bachelor news partially just not a huge amount happening but also partially i spent like roughly 70 to 80 percent of my week uh on the ticker tech australia loading page trying to get tail switch oh tickets. good so yep. i haven't really been to any other websites i can't really remember anything <laughs> that isn't a blue line going from left to right refreshing once every 10 seconds but here's gotcha. here's what we have to talk about first of all and i know you'll enjoy this uh, it, feeds, it It is a new piece of news concerning one of our favorite, uh, you know what, is she one of our favorite individual members of The Bachelor history? I don't know. But she certainly was a canonized participant in perhaps the most iconic moment in Bachelor in Paradise history. Uh, oh my goodness. What has happened with Eleanor? Okay, this is Eleanor Sorzier. Um, who we all remember from being the object of someone's af- affections uh, in a quite spectacular fashion. <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, there was a man named Jamie Doran. He, for some reason, glommed onto this woman named Eleanor and had a profession of love that was the most dramatic and visceral profession of love for a woman who was not interested in him uh, that also included the phrase piss my pants. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here uh, in the world of Eleanor, specifically as it relates to Jamie Doran. What do you got? What's happened to her? Well, rather than piss, no, that can't be the way I get into this. (laughs) (laughs) What is is about to happen? (laughs) Uh, Eleanor... There, well, I think we maybe talked about very briefly a little while ago that she got married. She's now married to a non-Jamie person. Um, oh. But in addition, she is now mm. also pregnant. That's not piss at all. <laughs> That's not piss. And I'm, it's a, dif- a different liquid, but we really don't have to get into that. Uh, if Probably you're not, not sure about how it happens, uh, this podcast might not be for you. Um mm. We weren't, yeah, we, <laughs> Max, bail me out. Uh, we don't know anything about this baby yet. They are referring it to, referring to the baby as baby squish right now. Um, mm. But the, uh, the pair love this baby more than words can describe uh, as posted on Instagram. Um, I can't even tell you how many likes things get on Instagram anymore. You know, the way they think yeah. things are going these Look, days. at this point. I think we just want to say congratulations to Eleanor and condolences to Jamie and move on. Right, exactly. I think that's really all there is to say. The other, I mean, just really briefly, and I feel like we might have already stepped in this a little bit. I went on Eleanor's Instagram page for the first time in a very long time. And I didn't, you know, I I, I don't know what what to take from this. Eleanor's got uh, two, uh, you know how Instagram lets you put your pronouns in the bio? And like, oh yeah. that that's quite useful for knowing how to refer to people. I think we may have actually fucked up because um, Eleanor has put two like wildly different neo pronouns that I've never met anyone who uses them um, in their their bio. I guess like bug and duck. <laughs> it's not bug dick. Um, no, it's Faye, which I think emerged from Tumblr in like the last ten years or so. And I don't uh-huh. I don't mean this any any kind of judgmental way. And maybe. 
Eleanor is using these pronouns. I don't know. But they're like, you know how you would say like he slash him or like they slash yeah, them yeah. or whatever? Eleanor has gone with two different ones from two different, which might be real. I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm some talk back jock who, you know, shock jock who is like. What's with these crazy these pronouns? These crazy kids or whatever. But it's Faye and Mers. And I don't know how, I just couldn't put, puzzle that out. I don't know how you would use those pronouns. I really would like to know in case this is a real change for Eleanor. Um, famous? Faye slash Mers. But then also I'm like, are you just saying that you're famous or something? Or like, you know, yeah. are we getting at something there? I wasn't sure. Mm, is this... I don't know. Is this a, a, an earnest uh, wish to identify in a different way? Or is it some kind of like horrible right-wing dog whistle that is like, aren't these pronouns crazy? Or, you know, we don't know. We don't know. Could be so anywhere in the middle. Um, congratulations to... Faye. <laughs> uh, the other piece of news. Uh, somebody sent this to me, uh, and a, listen, a new listener of the show named Emma. I would like to say thank you very much, Emma, to sending this to me, which I didn't see on my own accord, but uh, instantly knew that I had to bring it to Max Quinn. Um, mm. uh, Hello, Emma. Thank you for whatever this is. Yeah. Uh, Max, uh, Max has not seen this yet. Let me just read you a headline from the Daily Mail. Okay. Okay. It concerns someone that we've talked about quite recently. We talk about quite frequently. Um, exclusive Bachelor star Thomas Maliuchelli gets uh. caught up in gangland shooting. What? As, quote, Australia's Tony Soprano is shot dead on his wife's 51st birthday. What does Thomas Maliuchelli have to do with this? <laughs> it's, a good, it's a really good piece of reporting here. I almost, Ooh. I want to credit. The Daily Mail and Ali, I don't know how to pronounce, is it Daher? I'm not sure. Um, it's one of these crazy neo names <laughs> that kids are using. Um, but I'm just going to read some of this article because it really is exquisite. Bachelor star Thomas Malicelli found himself inadvertently caught up in the aftermath of a oh. shocking gangland shooting in Sydney's East early Tuesday morning. Malicelli, 35, was photographed looking dazed as he walked past the crime scene where notorious cocaine kingpin Alan Meradian, known as Australia's Tony P Soprano, was shot dead. The wow. Sh the shooting occurred in an underground car park in Bondi Junction, a mere few streets away from where the reality TV star resides. While he wasn't directly caught up in the incident... Malicelli was outside for his morning meditation <laughs> setting session when he heard the gunshots ring out. And so Daily Mail obviously took these photos of him because they were there yep. and yep. also interviewed him. And so we got some really good voxies from him. Where this is great. He says, I usually go for a walk around that time, but this morning I had a coaching call, so I stayed in. Super lucky, he told Daily Mail. I was outside meditating in the sun when I heard the shot and then saw all the cars and sirens happened. Oh my God. The shooting took place in an underground car park in Bondi Junction where Meridian was found dead in his car at around 8.30am. The Sydney crime figure <laughs> was shot dead in a brazen daylight ambush next door uh, to Bondi Junction's Holiday Inn Hotel on Spring Street. <laughs> <laughs> A local resident of Bondi Junction, Maliuchelli, popular for his stint on Ted's doomed dating show, The Bachelors. It's just such a great, like, everything in this story is interesting to the Daily Mail, but they can't quite yes. piece it all together. They want to get some jabs in. You know, they mentioned that the dating show, The Bachelors, is, quote, doomed. But then also, right. that's the reason that they're writing about it. So they do want to make it yes. seem like Maliuchelli is interesting. Also, they Someone. have to make it seem like he's kind of connected, but also, obviously, he was not at all connected. He was just walking around. 
<laughs> so, this is so funny. Yeah, so we've got like, you know, uh, uh, police sources stated that Meridian had a big target on his back due to his extensive criminal involvements. He had recently launched a gemstone business and had escalated security measures at his wife's rural property just a week before his death, which tragically coincided with his wife's 51st birthday. The police are investigating, whatever. And then just a picture of Malicelli with like a pink shirt and a jumper wrapped around his neck looking like, oh. I don't know about all this. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure about all these gangway and murders. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have done so that far. myself. I feel like he would have just like walked to the site and been like, look, you're not... You're only dead because you believe that you're dead. Right, exactly. You know? I've been doing some uh, research. All, this death is all in your head. You can, in fact, take care of a uh, bullet wound using uh, Isogenics's uh, chewable <laughs> chocolate tablets and milkshakes. <laughs> The power of neuralistic programming <laughs> is really wonderful when it comes to reversing death. I guess shooting someone is kind of the ultimate biohack when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that's all I got for Bachelor Catch-Up. Just thought we should hit those before we dive in. But, oh, no, you know what? Okay, I, I've got one more. I just remembered this. Okay. So last week we talked about how our beloved host of The Bachelor, Osher Ginsberg is now OG. eligible for the first time for a gold Logie. Mm. Uh, and I told you that we would keep tabs on the comings and goings of both him and any other contenders for the throne. You know, the other people who are trying to get the gold Logie this, this time around. You did say this, yes. Well, what should happen to me but a mere couple of days after we recorded that episode? Well, I... I'll tell you, I, in a segment that I don't have a, any sting for, I forgot about this until literally right now, but it's called Campaign Watch. Okay. Gold Logie nominee Hamish Blake has been spotted this week. Where? Lingering outside a popular... Maryvale-owned sandwich and pizza by the Slice Eatery, which doesn't need promotion on this podcast. It's doing quite well. I was queuing up to get a poached chicken and rocket sandwich, which mm. is 16 Australian dollars. But, you know, when, when preceded by a brisk half-hour walk, basically it's guaranteed to get me through even the worst Monday at the office. When I saw the misfit clown prince of crime himself join the queue... <laughs> Just behind me. This was my first queue experience of the week. I wonder if Hamish okay. Blake was in the Taylor Swift queue. Uh, you know, I don't think so. Probably got to hook up. Uh, at first, I just quietly observed. You know, I was, I was watching to see if Hamish was on the campaign trail, perhaps uh, handing out how to vote cards to the other office mm. drones in, in the line. But if that was his goal, he did not seem very focused on it. Instead, giving attention to what I can only assume is his campaign manager on the other end of a mobile phone call. Oh. I assume every minute of every day for these people is spent, you know, trying to levy as many votes in their favor for the gold logie as possible. What was he saying? What sort of things was he saying? I overheard, to his campaign manager? the only thing that I overheard him say was, well, they've got to put on an hour of TV every night, don't they? Oh, yeah, this is true. Which is true about many people, you know. Is that, yep. is that him trying to get a spot on, like, the project or whatever? Gold Logie every night. He's think got about a, that. What if they handed out a Gold Logie every night? I would. I think a Gold Logie of the night would really increase the, uh, <laughs> like, what do you call that? The, the, um, increase the chances for Usher? 
Well, increase the chances for Osha, but also just boost brand awareness. Absolutely, yeah. It should be all we're talking about. I'm, I'm glad mm. we're thinking on it here. I haven't heard a lot from the other podcasts I listen to about this race, um, which is very strange. Uh, I was unable to reach Mr. Blake directly uh, to get his thoughts officially on the record. I did, you know, I did think about getting a little voice memo. Um, however, I can exclusively reveal, and again, this is an exclusive. I have not seen this reported anywhere else, that upon reaching the front of the line and seeing that the ready-made sandwiches were temporarily out of stock... Uh, due perhaps to one particularly exhausted customer service uh, officer slash podcaster who may be speaking <laughs> right now. Who knows? Mr. Blake turned his back and walked out. <gasps> didn't, now, buy a, didn't buy a thing. Did not take a thing. Listeners, I urge you to consider this. Do you, do you want to vote for someone who will turn their back on you? On local you business. Know? Yeah. For someone who will turn their back on and again, quite expensive, but seriously worth eating pizza slice, which they still had in mm. stock at a, at an over already, you know, somewhat overhyped new food spot. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you would. I, this is up to you. All I'm saying is you would not catch Osher Ginsburg anywhere near this place doing, you know, making this kind of behavior, uh, cause they don't have any vegan options. This has been another edition of Campaign Watch. And by that, I don't know why I said that, because this is the first one and we may not ever do it again. <laughs> F-Boy Island. Let's go. I'm so Let's excited do it. to talk Let's about Let's do it. it. Let's do it. Okay. So I hear you saying F-Boy Island, but there's someone else I'd mm. rather be talking about straight away, right? All right. Let's go. All right. So this is going to be quite interesting. Uh, segment we've been doing all throughout the season to... Can you even say mixed results if there were no good results? It's not really a mix of yeah. good and bad. Two results. <laughs> yeah, two. <laughs> two. Sometimes some results. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. Right. We like to start our episodes by uh, ignoring the titular F-boys and instead trying to spend as long as possible talking just about the women without invoking the boys at all in a segment we call... Bechdel Boys. You're listening to the Bechdel Boys on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. No girls allowed. <laughs> uh, Take Max, it away. Feel free to go first. After you, my friend. Oh, I simply must insist. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the Bechdel Boys on the Bachelor <laughs> of Hearts podcast. Uh, God, there was nothing. Everything there was really at this nothing. point is to do with the the men. Yeah, every woman is uh, it, it coming. It's coming down to which man is she going to choose. There is no interaction that is not predicated around a man or a set of stakes about whether or not a man is believable. Right. And the only other things that we could comment on are like what they're wearing, which is gross too. So sure. Uh, and like you know, to the Bechtel boys, <laughs> people did good stuff. You know, the women did good stuff in these episodes. But again, like definitely. It is all to do with the dudes, pretty much, and we'll talk about it as as the episode proceeds. Oh, I have one thing. I have oh. one thing to say. Okay. Okay. We found out that Sophie has been a DJ for two years. Did we? Yeah. Oh, that's That's nice. also the length of time that she hasn't had sex for. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Is there a correlation? Has any DJ ever had sex before? Because then we could it's definitely a, mm -hmm. we could definitely say that there's a there's a connection there. I think that that's a hot theory that we need to start work on. Yeah, I'm trying to think of DJs 
and whether or not they David Guetta has had sex because I don't. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's a good example of a DJ who I don't think has had sex. Never. Uh, Shout out to his family. Yeah, well, his kids, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything for these women. I'm that's, sorry. You have been listening to the Bechdel Boys on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. No girls allowed. All right. I think rather than what we've been doing in previous episodes where we hit you up top with our A-boy and F-boy of the week and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think those things are going to come up naturally in context. So I think we should actually proceed in a slightly more linear fashion. And uh, first of all, I'm excited to bring you a new segment, um, which I actually wrote some music for. No big deal. Um, don't. I mean, I know it's exciting. I know you guys are proud of me. Um, but yes, this is, uh, this is a new segment where we're just, it's just basically, I just wanted a segment where we can talk about what happens in the mansplain. All the fitted out men will return once again, even though we have asked them to leave. They have secrets to share, dirty laundry to wear, so we don't get embarrassed on national TV. <laughs> Learning he was a fuck with this whole time, and we just didn't see. So please tell me if I have picked an awful guy in the man's plane over the sea. <laughs> Is he playing it straight or am I gonna hate everything that's about to be revealed to me? Can't believe there are somehow two F-boys here with me at Finale. <laughs> So what's going on in the mansplain? So all the eliminated men are brought back to help the women narrow down their final two. Um, I didn't see this coming. I probably should have. What do you think about seeing everyone again? Yeah, this is a hodgepodge kind of event, like in uh, Survivor or I guess in the mo- like Big Brother, where they bring everyone back at the end. Mm. Um, this makes sense from a, a reality TV perspective and... I really liked this airing of, of Dirty Laundry. Me too. I, I also just, uh, I forgot to mention this, but the way that they actually begin episode nine is all of the men are like graduating from the class of Limbro. That's and they're, right. And they're all wearing mortarboards. And to me, I'm just like, I wonder where they got the idea of putting a bunch of total dipshits in mortarboards from, you know? (laughs) That's got to be a little bit of a hat tip to us, you know? Like, you know, literally. It's nice of them. It is very kind. Yes. Um, I remember it at my graduation. When I graduated uni, they told us, like, everyone had the hats and the gowns and shit. It's a university graduation. They told us we were not allowed to throw our hats up into the air. This happened to me too. Can you imagine? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, what? they're like, it's a, uh, you might put out an eye. Yeah, they're like, oh, we didn't pay the extra insurance to look out for people. You know, come on. I've paid like fucking, what, like 40 grand or something for university education. Yeah, yeah. I graduated on the day that Coney 12 was, 2012 was supposed to happen. Wow. 
Did you and think so, you were going to join the ranks? Well, this was the thing. Like, we were in the city and there were all of these people, like, flyering about Coney 2012. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, did, who is running the night here? And I went back into the city the next day just out of, out of morbid curiosity, having graduated. Mm. And... Look, uh, I've been I, I've been following Coney ever since, and I think that he's a really nice guy. He's doing some of his best work now as well, which is funny because like the spotlight is so gone, you know. Yeah, like the PlayStation is a really like that's a really good one, <laughs> the Coney PlayStation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so basically, the the mansplain, it, I would say it's kind of like a more streamlined Buller banquet. It is like a an event that is specifically engineered for trouble. Um. Vernon gets asked again about his girlfriend saying that he dumped her to go onto the show and he mm. denies it. And when asked why she would make this up, he says, quote, because she's an ex and she still wants me, but I don't want her. Very cool. Uh, the beginning of, well, not at all the beginning, but just some more cool shit from, from Vernon. Um, this is when we find out her name as well, right? Right, right. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, his story doesn't really add up. And he says, you know, they broke up a while ago, but then they maybe they slept together a few more times or whatever. And he's like, well, you know, if you want to, you can talk to her for all I care, you know. And then Molly goes like, okay, what's her name? And Vernon says, Brogan. For a long time, as I was watching these episodes, I was like, nothing will top that for my WTF Boy Island of the week, you know? Yep, yep. Something will top it. Yes, exactly. Something I was wrong. Absolutely top it. But yeah. I, I just want to raise also that that may, makes their couple name either Bronin <laughs> or Virgin. Virgo? No, not quite. Uh, Close. Virgin. Both of them sound like uh, like Scandinavian crime TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> Something your parents recommend you watch on SBS on demand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody has a bad word to say about Nick, so we'll talk more about Nick later. Um, but then Clay, who of course is eliminated, he is in—he's seemingly enjoying his status as Squealer in Chief, uh, mm. and he tries to hit Gucci Isaiah. Yeah, he tries to hit Isaiah with the fuckboy allegations. Um, when he brings to light a conversation that Isaiah and Clay had in which Clay insisted that after the show, the two of them should go out and get fucked up and pick up chicks together. Um, <laughs> they play, they play the clip back and Isaiah is like pretty clearly humoring the guy. I don't know if Ziara really, really believes that there's a lot of you know, I think Ziara yeah. is maybe glad that there's some element of suspicion that she can launch towards Isaiah rather than just like sprinting towards him with open arms or whatever. Yeah. Um, she like gently raises one eyebrow about it, but I didn't sense that this was, you know, what, did you get a lot of like, oh, that's going to end the relationship for sure out of this? No, it made me feel like weirder about Clay, who I continue to feel weird about. Uh, I agree. But no, it really didn't change my perspective on Isaiah. If anything, we've seen Isaiah humoring men like this, like with the fight with Nico before. Right. So this tracked for me in the characterization that the show and that I have built up about who Isaiah is and what he stands for. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, Corey, on the other hand, still has some unresolved threads. Um, for example, how fucking old is this guy? This um, is so funny. This is so funny. So what he says when he's confronted about this is he says, 
I did say to people that I was that age. Without specifying what age. He didn't he's say saying what age. That he was... <laughs> um, he's so corny, man. Like I really in this episode, there was just something about Corey that gave me the the reality TV ick. Like when he says, Baby girl, when you hurt, I hurt. How oh. do you deeply feel about me? Yes. I just Corey, thought like, oh. We I don't think we're doing the the um segment about which one of these men feels like a robot, but Corey, I don't even know if it's a robot. I feel like he is He's a truly, truly fascinating character. He's a cornball, I think. I think that's part of it for sure. I think it's like he's like so um he's like he's like he's a self-made man and he's very like, you know, he's he's got pride, but it's like earned, but it's also like kinds kind of comes off we you know, like he, he it's he's over like, earnest or something. Yeah, he's like he's like groomed himself so well that I don't know. Yeah, he's he's a very interesting character. I might have some more to say about Corey in, in the near future. We'll um, talk about Corey as we keep going. Yes. Uh, Caleb takes Corey to task for his dishonesty, um, saying, like, it doesn't actually matter how old you are. It only matters that you're being so fucking weird about it, which is very true. <laughs> uh, and then Sean who we haven't talked about that much. He's an F boy. He's off the show. Whatever. He decides that, you know, if we're, if we're pulling things out of the closet, well, that's not the right phrase. What's the phrase? If we're, if we're digging up dirt, if we're digging up dirt, things are coming out. Right. Why not say what Caleb actually said about Molly's vagina way back in episode one? Um, The idea being not specifically to shit on Caleb, because obviously Caleb is long gone, but, to pull into focus the fact that Corey was there when it happened and never said anything to anybody about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I like, you know? And um, Corey goes into damage control. Um, he says, at the bar, I said I'm a feminist. I love women. And so I told them it wasn't right for them to be talking shit about Molly, which is good. Like, men should hold each other accountable. If anything, that's usually the step that gets missed. Uh, yes. At least in my experience, is like, they will talk to the women more commonly than they will actually call out the, you know, whatever, like toxic the behavior. male behavior. Yeah. Um, but it is weird. I think they didn't mention it to any of the women, least of all Ziara. Um, and I think it, it speaks to, it speaks to an unwillingness to get involved with the drama, which I think is a good place to come from. You know, like I think mm-hmm. strategically speaking, that's his thought, right? Is like, I don't want to get caught up in this. I don't want to be seen to be a part of this. I would rather no one know that I was having this conversation or that this conversation was had to me and I will try and shut it down, but I won't. But I think, I think you need to be adaptable when this situation, when, or when the situation changes around you, you know, if his initial idea was, I'm going to stay out of trouble, and then this kind of thing happened, he needs to do something. Exactly, right? It's, uh, what, is, what does she say? Nice guy, nice try. Yeah. It feels like he got mm, 60% of the way there, but then didn't follow through on the other side of it. And sometimes I guess you have to, as we've seen from Isaiah, get involved in, and get in the middle of the drama in order to make things long-term better. Yeah. And especially if it's now known that you're a quote unquote nice guy or whatever, like you have some credibility that you can use to your advantage, you know? Yes. Yes. The other thing that I want to raise in this segment was that Ziara kept referring to both Isaiah and Corey as safe bets. Mm. 
safe bets with $25,000 attached to each of them. <laughs> I think that we're underselling it just a little bit. That's true. Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, it sort of belies that she is thinking about, like, you know, as, as you said last week, she's the only person to bring two nice guys to the finale. So I'm guessing right. she is kind of seeing them as a big bag of money with a dollar sign on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At least a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's that's very reasonable. Mm. So later on, Ziara asks Corey how she can trust him after all the things that he's kept from her. And first, he addresses the fact that he lied about his age. And his explanation is, quote, I didn't want people to know that information about me. Corey, <laughs> that's not a reason for lying. That's just a definition <laughs> of what a lie is. Yeah. I didn't want people to know, so I told yeah. a lie. I told the opposite of what the truth is or something that is not true as opposed to what the truth was. Yeah. Um, yep. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Asked yeah, answer. Really good. Yeah. He moves on. Uh, he insists that he did stand up for Molly, but apologizes for not saying anything to her or to Ziara. And Ziara's like, mm, okay, uh, sure. Right. All right. All right. Mm. Um, and then, as you said, later on, he says, so at this moment, how do you deeply feel about me? And she says, I feel like I'm falling for you. I have since I saw you and I do see a future with you, which surprised me. It um, did me too. He's 35 and she's 21. There's something there that yeah. gave me a little bit of like uncomfortableness. I'm not saying that can't work, but I don't see it like, I don't see them like defying the odds on this one. You know what I mean? I agree. Yes. Um, he tells her, I love those beautiful lips of yours. Uh, oh. They kiss, they go into her room where he exclaims, oh my gosh, I haven't had a bed in ages. Where are they keeping these men? Yeah, are they sleeping in a tent? What's happening here? I picture him standing up in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> um, very strange. There, We will talk more about Corey, but I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way. Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else I'd like to get out of the way. Um, Justin, demonstrate. You, you'll be shocked to hear this. He demonstrates an unwillingness to admit to his past mistakes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as his declaration that he wasn't interested in any of the women is brought to light again. And again, his bulletproof argument is that he doesn't remember saying it and it doesn't sound like something he'd say. That's really good. And even if he did, it was misconstrued. And in fact, only about half of the men heard him say it, so it doesn't count. This is so funny. Like, to... Firstly, the way that he is arguing himself down. And mm. I would encourage you that if you are going to lie, fucking lie, and don't do what uh, Justin has done here, which was like, uh, well, it doesn't sound like something I'd say. And then he moves into the stage of, well, even if I did do it, mm. like, like he's it's the stages of grief. It's of these, like, yeah, yeah, totally. It's yeah. Like panic, bargaining, whatever. Like, yeah, he'll yeah. take anything that makes him look a bit better here. He um, can't can't get to acceptance. Yeah, that's right. And he gets. I I found this a lot over these episodes. He gets very defensive when he's presented with anything negative about himself. Um, later on in the episode, Sophie says that since the two of them are entertainers by trade, um, she's like connecting to him. She's like joining yeah. him on his level, and she's saying like, I know what it's like to be kind of putting on an act or or playing a character or whatever, and so. Because I know what that's like, I find it difficult to, to tell if you're being your authentic self 
or mm-hmm, if I'm just getting mm-hmm. like aversion or if you're entertaining me like you do with your clients or whatever. And he responds with this very moody tone. He's like very upset at what he assumes is like a stern accusation or whatever. An he accusation, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay, well, in all honesty, I've just been open up front with you very beginning. And I've written these quotes down exactly. <laughs> he goes, I've been open up front with you very beginning. I've come here with, op- I've come up here with open honesty. I'm not going to hide who I am. I just hope that I've shown enough of myself to actually realize that I'm not playing games. I'm not here to waste time. No other intentions. I truly do mean that I do see a future with you, baby. <laughs> this is not sexy. It's not hot. It's- no, no, like it's, uh, it, if anything, a little confrontational. And it is why Justin is my. Oh, fuck. F boy of the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good choice. Do you have anything else to say about Justin? I think we got to go. I think we got to leave this man in the dust and move forward. Yeah. All right. So, look, uh, post mansplain, it is time for something very special to happen. Um,. Mm. It is uh, it's something I didn't know we were going to see on this show. It's something we often talk about missing in the world of The Bachelor. Um, and it's something we will be exploring in a segment for which I've done a little music. Uh, a segment called F Island. One, two, one. Oh, all right. Let's go. A, B, C, D, E, F. Island. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good gag. A good gag. Thank you. Uh, it's time for fuck week. Can you believe it? I am beside myself that on an Australian reality TV show, we have, have gone to um, Bonesville. We are truly checking into the Bone Zone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, look, uh, the reason that I skipped over some of the... It's the Bone Zone. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Bone Zone with Max and Zeg... Zeg Dog. Zeg Dog? (laughs) It's my own name. (laughs) Strange. Welcome to the Bone Zone with Max and Bug Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Am I I wrong, or do we have an episode called Bug Dicks already? Uh, It feels like... Yeah, mm. I don't know. Look, we're doing it again. Every episode from now on, <laughs> we're going to make... <laughs> Bug dicks for all. That's right. Um, so we are told pretty explicitly by Sophie, Ziara, and Molly um, that on episode nine, they didn't have sex with their dates. Mm. I'm pretty sure I believe this. It, it makes sense. Uh, it didn't feel at all like they were going to or... No. You know, they they weren't going to end up with any of them, I don't think, really, you know, Um Sophie's still pretty suspicious of Justin. Molly yep. says she and Vernon just cuddled. And Ziara says she and Corey kissed, but that was it. But it's a little more interesting when we think about these men who went on to win. Is that a spoiler? I guess it is. Well, like at this point, we're assuming that the audience has either seen or is this far into a podcast about who is winning. There's no mm. point in in holding on to the spoiler. Right. None of these uh, men win. Yeah, exactly. But let's talk about... The others. Yes. Uh, Sophie and Joshi. Um, and I'm going to ask you, Max, at the end of, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk through these dates and then I'm going to ask you what you think ended up happening. Okay. Okay. So Sophie and Joshi, they start their date with life drawing. 
um, which if you're not acquainted is like regular drawing, but alive. Um, and also you can usually see somebody's butt, uh, which mm. is pretty cool. Um, feels to me like the mood is being set to tempt Sophie to break her dry spell. Um, there's, there's nudity, there's, um, suggestive fruit placement. Um, they're doing a lot of bawdy jokes and mm -hmm. very soon after it is back to her place where they share chocolate fondue in a bubble bath and give each other massages. She says... As someone who hasn't had sex in two years, I know you can fake a lot of things, but you just can't fake that soft and kind touch. That is a poem. That's so beautiful to me. <laughs> I'm getting that engraved on something. I don't know. I, yeah, I thought yeah. That was you good. can embroider that for sure. Absolutely. Um, we then see the two of them canoodling on the bed as Joshy says, quote, I'm definitely getting feelings for you, girl. And I think... Max is making a face and I, I kind of made the same face, but I think the, the thing that I like about this the most is that it is a bit clumsy and yeah. therefore because Joshy is an F boy, I feel like that makes it feel more real. Like he, I don't think he is super used to treating women like equals necessarily, or at least like okay. yeah. saying nice little things to somebody in a meaningful way when you're lying in bed together or whatever. Probably means a lot, doesn't it? I like the fact that this doesn't come supernaturally, supernaturally. <laughs> He's not a fucking wolf man. <laughs> but like, he wants to do the right thing here. He wants to be yeah. cute. He wants to be saying something special sweet. and intimate yeah. and sweet. Um, and so even though it sounds a little clunky, I think that's kind of part of the charm. But mm. Max, do we think they ended up knocking boots that evening? Oh, definitely. You reckon? I think it happened. I look. I think that Joshi has seen her Jiny. <laughs> yeah. Look, when I actually, that's a good point you bring that up because when I think back to how much physical chemistry they have had these past few episodes, mm -hmm. it really wouldn't surprise me. I kind of, yeah. I hope they had fun, whatever they did. I think it happened. Yeah. There is a bit of rain on Isaiah and Ziara's date, um, or as she puts it, "quote tropical island weather," which is really funny. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't hold them back. They take a swim at a private beach before settling down for a chat. And it's at this moment that an adorable dog runs into the shot behind them, totally stealing focus. And therefore, this dog is the winner of our inaugural... I assume it's our award, right? Yeah. Yeah. For... But is it an award? I don't know. It's... 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 Max made a jingle. Go for it. <laughs> good boy. Very good boy. <laughs> Was that you doing the dog noise? No. <laughs> what? No, I found it. Holy I shit. found it online. Thank Max you to our friends at zapsplat.com. <laughs> that was exquisite. Uh, yet another reason this podcast will give me nightmares. <laughs> uh, what a nice dog, though. Did you spot the dog? Great, great dog. That is, uh, that's the good boy of the week for for certain. Total scene, scene stealer. Love to have a creature on the show. Mm -hmm. um, Ziara gives Isaiah the chance to clear the air about Clay's allegations. 
And this is, I thought this was quite funny because Isaiah's in a bit of a tricky spot, right? Yeah. You know, he, he wants to explain that he was kind of just hyping up Clay. You know, he's like, listen, <laughs> Clay, I, yeah, I, but he doesn't, but it's a balancing act because he doesn't want to just fully come out and say, like, look, Clay's a bit of a fucking loser. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, he's like, you've met Clay. Yeah. He doesn't want to just say, like, look, I just wanted to say yes so he'd stop talking to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily want to throw him under the bus, but also he wants to be like, yeah, look. Uh, yeah, it's just some, just, I mean, I don't, it's not, it's not that serious, you know? <laughs> well, I'm just not that into him. Right, exactly. Um, but importantly, he is the first person that I've seen on the show to just say, look, I hope you make the right choice for you. You know, I, I want you to be happy instead of maintaining the, like, you have to pick me, you know, yeah. I actually yeah. need some money. So, you know, or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the thing there is, like, I think that, look, I'll, I'll, ju I'll just say this. This man is my... A-boy of the week! Yeah. He's my A-boy of the week because he has uh, Ziara's best intentions uh, at heart, and also he won $25,000, so yeah. yep. I don't think it gets much better than that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the proof is in the pudding. The proof, uh, is that how that proof? The proof of the pudding is in the eating, I think. Is That's maybe. right. Yeah. Uh, he, I also really like, he makes this very clever distinction. This is actually one of the only like moves that I could really see until the very end of these episodes. Mm. Um, he makes a distinction between himself and Corey. He like realizes that Ziara actually is kind of making a decision here, maybe more so than the others. Yes. Um, and so he realizes he needs to sort of make a fork in the road and, and say like, you know, while Corey might offer you a lot in terms of maturity and in terms of like support and in terms of being roughly 15 years older than you, right. um, Isaiah represents limitless opportunity and potential. And, you know, the, the two of them can do whatever they want. They can build their own life together. They can sort of be, you know, early 20s, they're like... We can be self-starters. We can be a power couple, yeah. you know. That, to me, feels properly meaningful. I feel like you can see that being very persuasive. Yeah, I think it, and I think in the end, probably it was something that, that was persuasive for Ziara. As much as she, during the episodes, was like, I want someone to look after me. I want someone to take care of me, all those things. Like, yeah. this is, is Isaiah's way of saying, you can have those things and we can also have fun. Right, totally. You don't but, have to fit into his way of life. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Corey's much more established. established. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but Max, my big question for mm. you is, did mm. it lead to the two of them shaking the sheets? No. I, I think I agree. I don't think they did it straight away. I don't think so. I don't. I think that. Uh, I think that this was would have been too clumsy at the time. I think they were probably waiting. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. <laughs> I'm on record. <laughs> <laughs> and then there is Nick and Molly. Nolly. Nolly. Um, Nick has held back quite a bit in the tail end of this season. Um, I think he has let his relationship with Molly quietly simmer. Mm -hmm. Um whilst the, the louder voices carry on around him. Sure. But 
at a crucial moment, he steps up. And I think this is a big moment for Nick. He, uh, when Molly asks him, you know, they, go, they come back to the, the, what is it called? The place where they live. The women's villa. house. The villa. Yeah. Yes. Molly asks him, is he going to be sleeping on the couch? And he sort of comes alive all of a sudden. And he says, well, I had another idea. And he, like, they're kissing. And then he picks her up and, like, plonks her down on the table whilst they're still kissing. And he says, I don't think we're going to be doing much sleeping at all. And then they, we watch them steal away to Molly's room. Um, we see them making out on the bed. And Molly ITMs, so long, cuddle bear, and hello, big dick Nick, before he shuts the door. This is pretty... I mean, this might be as horny as the show gets, at least on this episode. But Max, do you think the two of them made amorous congress? <laughs> <laughs> I think that they rooted, yes. Yeah? I think that's a safe bet. I reckon they probably did too. There you go. Yeah. And I'm happy for them. for them too. <laughs> I don't know why this segment came out this Going way. on the record to say that I am happy for them. Right. So, Xavier, I have revealed my A-boy and my F-boy of the week. I know we will get to yours. But my question to you is, who's just been floating by this okay. week? Okay, yes. Uh we were actually just talking about him, uh, the recipient of my prize for Boy Island this week is Nick. Boy of the week. <laughs> I think, and honestly, Nick. I, yeah, and honestly, I think maybe he is maybe my ultimate Boy Island person of the whole show. Interesting. Because I think, like, ba basically his MO has been stay out of trouble. He's the boy of the season. He's just bobbing. Yeah, I think he, he ultimately ended up winning. Um, mm -hmm. He never really seemed to break a sweat, you know? Mm -hmm. um, even when he was voted off, he was like, oh, man. And then he got voted back in and he's like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's cool. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, he, he, like, openly struggles to be vulnerable. And so he never quite, like, scoops way down into the depths of his heart to, like, plonk it down onto the plate or whatever. It's you know? true. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that, you know, we watched a finale this week and it's interesting contrasting the finale of this show with something like The Bachelor. We've been talking a lot about how this is a dating show as opposed to like a lifelong romance slash love show or whatever. Right, right. And I think that is, uh, uh, it's emblematic in Nick's behavior where he just doesn't, he doesn't really, he doesn't seem that interested in like jumping through hoops to demonstrate his viability as like a traditional romantic dating show lead. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. He is just sort of getting by in yeah. here, isn't he? And, and if I he think, gets picked, cool. Yeah, and I think that's what the situation calls for. You know, if mm. um, if you thought about it a lot longer, you'd be like, why isn't everyone doing this exact thing of just like being kind of chill, you know? Well, that's the thing. Like Nick is a bit of a goober, but he's also a chiller. Yeah. Um, and he has, you know, he's extremely handsome. And I think he has like... He ha he's a fascinating guy. I've been thinking a lot about these guys this week. He's, mm. he's got this like quiet intensity that I think lends him a lot of credibility. Yeah. I think it means that he can hold space very well. Mm. Yeah. And he's not, he doesn't insist upon himself. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you, you sense, sometimes I have sensed that there is not a lot going on behind his eyes, but I think Ultimately, he he is a thoughtful guy, and I think he just knows better than to, you know, 
speak first and ask questions later and that kind of thing, you know? I think Nick has realized this key lesson that I would love to learn at some point in my life, which <laughs> is that too. sometimes it's better not to open your mouth. Yeah, exa- exactly. Um, next week's episode is just going to be an hour and a half of pure silence. <laughs> it's going to be bliss. Um, yeah, I, I, but he, do, he does things I like as well. On his 24-hour date with Molly, they recreated the I'm flying scene from Titanic. Um, oh, yeah. Which is like, interesting timing this week. <laughs> I, was I know. About that. Yeah. Um, Max, have you seen Titanic? No. No. Okay, fair enough. Just thought I'd ask. Um, but yeah, I think he can be cute and romantic. And, and obviously he steps up at this crucial moment um, where he needs to be a bit sexy. And I think he does that quite well. Um, but yeah, I also get the sense that, you know, he didn't, he didn't feel the need to put a hundred percent of himself into this document. You know what I mean? Like, that's true. Yeah. He's like the document of the TV show. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So for that reason, he's my boy Island. Did you have one of this, of the week of the season, probably Sean, I think, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, by his very nature, he just sort of like pops up at these times where he all of a sudden Sean's very visible and then he goes back down underwater. I'm he's just thinking bobbing. about yeah. that like that. Yeah, the ebb and the flow of Sean where you're like, whoa, he's here again and he said something and then he's back down and he's back away. Right. But then he's back and it's important. He's just like, yeah, my ultimate floater for this season. Yeah, okay, that's a good choice. Um, I also thought maybe right now would be a good chance to talk about my F only. This is just like a minor gripe, honestly. I didn't have anywhere mm. else really good to put it, but I, I wanted to quickly talk about this. Let's do it. So this is a segment that we use to talk about little things that we think the show could improve. F only. I promise this is a quick one and we really don't have to go too deep on it, but this thing has come up a couple of times now. I don't think I've ever really mentioned it. Um, in episode nine, Molly in ITM says that her walls are up. Um, quote, which is kind of what happens when your ex-partner cheats on you with a prostitute. Um, I've never been in the position that Molly has been put in here. And I have a lot of no sympathy for the specifics and for, you know, somebody who has been cheated on. I think that's really bad. But yes. uh, so I don't, I don't know exactly what's going through Molly's head. Um, but my gut reaction is that this is like, the third or fourth time she has told this story and she is always quite careful to include the fact that her partner didn't just cheat on her, but he cheated on her with a sex worker. With someone who he paid. Yeah. And the implication, at least that I'm getting, what I'm inferring from that is the fact that it's a sex worker makes it worse in some way, which is just not a vibe that I really like, you know? I agree. I feel like it would be easy for her to say like, this is kind of what happens when your ex-partner cheats on you or like your ex-fiance cheats on you. Like there's plenty of stuff yeah, about the yeah. story that um, is... Lean be... into the visceral detail of it. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to lean into the dirtiness of it as much as uh, in a previous episode, she said that he had her bent over a desk or something like that. Yeah. Like d- say that again, uh, because that at least is is imagery in a way that suggests um, violation um, against against her mm. without it being like uh, also weird and get this people who he, engage in sex work. Right. Because in my opinion, I'm like that. Well, I don't know. But like 
if you found out that he cheated on you with like a friend or something, that to me would be worse. Yeah, I mean that's the scandal that's happening at the moment that we've. Oh sure, about. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It never got completely out of hand in terms of like a sex worker shaming type of thing, but um, I I would have some reservations if there was much more of of this in terms of like recommending this to somebody or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, I, I'm just, I, I hope that um, Molly does not think that the situation is worse because it was a sex worker because sex workers are just people, man. And they're just doing their thing. Yeah. I, look, agree. Uh, I wrote that down too. Is something that I wish the show had lent a little bit further away from. Mm. Um, and to Molly's credit as well, like we know that she's gotten a really interesting turn of phrase um, at one point, I think she says that she's cockstruck by Nick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. I thought that was great. So it's just sort of like how we take some of those ingrained ways of, of describing of sex work mm. um, and attitudes towards it and try and course correct. Yeah. Because she's a great speaker. She's a great presenter. She's a great mm -hmm. presence on the show. And you just like, yeah, when something like that happens, you're just like, oh, did you? Come on. Because she speaks with so much intentionality and so much like precision most of the time, I'm like, oh, yeah. what is that? What are we implying? You know, like yeah. When she said to Sean, "Are you trying to stay?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, did you have any other F onlys while we're here? That's the main one. I felt like, uh, I mean, the F only that hangs over the season is F only Nick. And Vernon's status as nice guys and f boys weren't revealed midway through. Yeah, yeah. That is that's the ultimate f only for me. And if we do a season two of this of this show, and I hope mm -hmm. that there is one, then for me it's sort of like okay, cool. Well, then let's see, uh, let's see what happens when it doesn't go that way. Yeah, let's see it play out a different way. Um, yeah. I will note that uh, Binge has now added the first season of F-Boy Island USA to their oh. streaming library, which leads me to believe that there is some interest. It's tough because like normally when we talk about this show, we have ratings data. We have like we have an idea of how much people are like posting about it online and that kind of thing. And, and it just doesn't really work the same way on streaming. Um, no. But yeah, the, the impression that that gives me is like they're trying to see if this thing has legs beyond this season, you know? Um, they're trying to stretch the tail out a little bit, which I, I'm excited about because I would love to watch another season. For sure. Uh, all right. I basically, all of the rest of my stuff is in one big block. Okay. All <laughs> right. Gonna... Look, if, if we're heading towards the end, then let's hit the end and uh, talk about everything that has happened. Oh, towards actually, the, the okay. You know what? I got, I got one thing we could jam in here if you want, before we do like okay. finale finale. Let's jam it in. All right. Uh, there's a young man on this show mm. who we talked about already, who I just think is a very strange man. Uh, and this is a new segment for the podcast, which I created because I spent so long down a Google rabbit hole this week that I can't just know all of this stuff about Corey and not share it. <laughs> okay. It would be right. wrong. So this is a segment... That I'm calling FB Island. Sir. Hello? There's been another complaint. Oh, <laughs> officer. Hello, what are you doing here? 
You know exactly what I'm doing here, sir. So you're going to have to come with us. What are you talking about? Sir, we have reason to believe that you have been keeping a large cow on these premises. <laughs> For sake, please do not swear at us, sir. Now, what was that? Where is he? No, you don't understand what it's like. Sir, please put the cow down. But I love him, sir. That's weird. Put the cow down. All in a day's work for the FBI. Great job, officer. And might I say, you're looking very hot today. <laughs> now let's go back to the station and bang. I love working for the FBI. <laughs> Holy shit. Max, you done good. Oh, uh, look. Fucking sometimes. Hell. Sometimes you get a request for a sting an hour before you start the show and you think, I'm going to make good use of this hour. Yeah. I also didn't tell you what the segment was. I just said oh, FBI. I've got no like, idea. Yeah. <laughs> You've kind of nailed it, frankly. Um, I can't wait. Say more. What do you got on Corey? Well, it's just I, I need to put some intel to good use. And I, I am sorry about this <laughs> because it's a bit of a weird segment. But mm. I, like, as I was going through this, I realized we could probably do, like, a whole investigative podcast just about some of these guys. Um, I was I was avoiding doing too much of my usual um, research for this season because I truly, I just truly wanted this to be a bit of a chill one. Yep. <laughs> but I get it. I fell down a well this week. I couldn't stop <sighs> reading stuff about Corey. Um, yeah. it happens to the best of us. And it started with me wanting to find out his net, his age, right? Because this thing, right. uh, it now for a couple of weeks has been kind of uncertain. Mm -hmm. I still don't fully know exactly like with a great deal of confidence. So the, um, the offers that we, the options that we have on the table are 30, uh, which is on the Pop Sugar website. Yes. 32, right. which is what he told Ziara he is, and mm -hmm. 35, which is what he told some of the other boys that he is. Mm. But you have to remember that also it could be anything. Knowing that it could be one of those three things mean he could be like seven or he could be like <laughs> 84. You know what I mean? Like Yes, yes. Hard to say. Um, but in my, in my discovery, in my process of uh, gathering intel, I, I learned some interesting things. Corey is an interesting character. In an interview published on abc4.com, um, which is an American media organization, Corey is asked, as means of introduction, what's going on? And I should clarify, this is an interview that was done over Skype and then published in a text-based format, right? And it's an interview that was done between two people to be read later on or whatever. So he gets asked, what's going on? And Corey replies... How are you doing, everybody? What's up, world? It's Corey Sauce Brown, ready to take this by storm. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, Corey is... We were unsure about his basketball history, right? Yes, yes. Because he is billed as a professional basketballer, but to our knowledge, he had never played in the NBA, the NF, whatever. Yeah, he's like a street ball kind of guy. Right. He is he is a he is what I would consider to be a basketball entertainer. Um, right. He performs street ball, which is like it's like basketball tricks and moves and stuff. It's like it's kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters if you're familiar with them. Um, although Corey insists that it's different because it's not scripted like their stuff is. But right. I, I think the, the vibe is that he, he is available and he often will, you know, either come out at halftime or 
be available to be booked for things or whatever and do moves and tricks and stuff. Um, Corey says he comes up with his basketball moves in his dreams and then gets out of bed at 3 a.m. to perfect them. (laughs) He is an unbelievably hard worker. He's a self-made man. He has a fascinating backstory. His CV, which I found on Google, his, his resume, says that he speaks both English and Mandarin, is ambidextrous, and can see in the dark. Oh, okay. Which I feel like... I want to put that on my CV and just see what happens. That's really funny. See what jobs get opened up to me. Uh, He appeared on the CBS game show TKO, Total Knockout, which, as far as I could tell, is a sort of mix between American Ninja Warrior and Wipeout. Okay. Um, And it's hosted by Kevin Hart, a popular American comedian and actor. One of the most, I guess. Like, one of the... I think so. Yeah. Um, you can watch the whole episode on Corey's YouTube channel, um, which by the way, has 146 videos and 390 subscribers. Crazy. Uh, that's a lot of videos for not a lot of subscribers, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, sure. The, the video that you will watch if you want to watch that is Corey holding a camera up to the TV and like chuckling along with Kevin's jokes about him. Right. Okay. Really good. Recommend that. Um, Mm. Corey toured China with a company named Ocean24SE. You can see photos of him performing, you know, basketball in China. Oh, like sports entertainment. Yeah, got you, got you, got you. Um, On the Ocean24SE website, on the entry about him being signed to work with them, uh, they list his date of birth as July 12th. Oh! With so no, close. With no year. <laughs> uh, Corey did a brand activation with Hennessy. Popular Oh, I so beverage. badly wanted to go on that boat. Oh, right. This this wasn't a boat, actually. It, it, or it might have had a boat to tie in with it. But um, he uh, the, the pool at Bondi Icebergs um, is where it took place. They drained the pool and replaced it with a branded basketball court. Yeah. Um, you can watch a very polished video on the ad agency's website where you can see Corey shooting some hoops and you can also see Corey's name misspelled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He has a listing on a website called FIFA 3x3, which I guess is also a basketball thing. Um, There's a listing on there that shows his age as 32, but we don't have the year that the web page was published. Uh, and at a certain point when you Google him, you just get different kinds of barbecue sauce. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm no closer, really. really. But these are just Um, some some facts I learned. I found his email. Do you want me to just send him an email? Yeah, sure. Just drop him an email. Is this the, like, for any inquiries, please email whatever? Um, uh, please contact, complete the form below. This is the website with his merch on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. unclear whether that's him or his like people, but also unclear if he has people. I was not sure if there's anything on the internet that isn't that like is about him that wasn't written by him, apart from maybe that's this true. interview, which seems to include one other person. There's stuff on his YouTube page that like, yeah, it's all very interestingly manicured. Like when he talks about himself, he's like, I've collaborated with Kevin Hart. I've collaborated, you know, when it's like, well, you, right. I guess you have did. you. Yeah. yeah. Like any, he, he is so good at presenting the best possible version of himself 
and mm-hmm. describing things. You know, if the specifics are not helpful, he will not include them, but he will say like, I worked with this brand. He won't tell you anything more about it. Or like, I won no. this award and he won't tell you about that, the history, you know, anything like that, you know? It's what can make him, like how he's finessed it to make it sound the best. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, name, BOHpod. Email, bohpod at gmail.com. Send us an email, listeners, if you're interested. Um, subject, how old is Corey? Hi, we're wondering how old Corey is. Thanks, Bachelor of Hearts podcast. <laughs> maybe Do you reckon that a, does it? Maybe hit him with an all, all, all the best. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Or a kind regards, maybe. I love um, having my regards be kind. Kind regards and all the best. <laughs> yeah, Bachelor they can't Hearts. resist both. Exactly. All right. Please. Um, it's for a podcast. <laughs> Send. All right. Success message received. We will find out soon. Um, now is really not the time to go into it, but I did also learn a few things about Caleb. Um, but I'm just going to tease that for later. Okay. I think there may be a good uh, Patreon bonus episode in something that I saw this week. Okay. All right. Well, then let's let's look forward to that. I'm just dangling that for future. Right now, if you're wondering, the Patreon is still on pause, but we, we might be coming back to it based on the strength of this thing. I've <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, I think that's enough fooling around. Let's get into the boys club. Who's in and who's out? Oh, what are you doing here? It's the boys' club. Good to see you, mate. This is just going to be a big, long, you know, we just got to talk about everything that happens at the finale. Because honestly, everything is just kind of building up to this point, right? Definitely. Let's start with Justin. Get him out of the way. Uh, he tries his best. Um, he tells Sophie that he's fallen for her. And he guarantees that they can walk out of there with something extremely special. But... It's Joshy who steals the limelight. He tells Sophie that she's changed him and now he knows that he can love again. And, uh, <laughs> you know, not fucking around. Naturally, Sophie chooses Joshy. I think we all saw it coming. Abby still treats Justin with compassion here. There's a really nice moment, I think, where she puts herself in his shoes, like gives him a chance to speak, um, doesn't want him to just be kind of blindsided. And we watch... Mm. Uh, we watch uh, Justin tear up and sort of struggle to say, uh, you deserve all the happiness in the world. And Sophie says she still wants him in her life. Um, at this point, I'm breathing a big sigh of relief that it's not him, obviously. Um, but I thought this played out pretty well. I liked um, how everybody was handling themselves here until Sophie walks him out and Justin tells her, I know you want to be friends, but fuck, I just know it's going to be so hard. And then he walks away. He, I don't like this man. Me neither. I'm like, I really had, had come around at the start of the season. I was like, do you know what? I, I think I'm going to get behind Justin. I think I'm going to say, I, Justin could be a nice guy. And my radar was completely off. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, have, have done a full 180 on Justin. And now I think he stinks. Yeah, well, it's it, it especially, and I don't want to equate the two situations, but uh, it's kind of telling that this guy uh, feels that it's impossible to be friends with an ex when all that we know about his ex is that um, he was allegedly abusive towards her and then fled the country oh uh, God, to get yeah. away from her. Like, 
I mean, obviously these two situations aren't the same, but to me, it's like, I think it is not too much to ask in almost like, I want to say 80, 90% of circumstances for you to be on friendly terms with your ex. I feel like that's a mature, you know, unless something bad has really happened or whatever, like it should Mm. not be your, you know, it's not going to kill you to just be like, yeah, of course I might need a little time to adjust or, you know, it might be hard for the next little while, but you know, it was nice to meet you. It's not, it shouldn't be impossible to convert those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. From... Uh, obviously all, all circumstances different. Of course. And yeah, like uh, if you are not in that position, then uh, for your own reasons. I guess okay. what I mean is just like, if you were casually dating on a TV show for a few weeks. Oh yeah. Now you know? this is the difference, isn't it? Like how fucking hard is it really going to be to put that behind you and go like, well, you know, I actually have respect for this person as a human being and, right. you know, even though I didn't end up getting the money or getting getting to be together with them or whatever, like, I don't know. Yeah, because the way that that's translating now is like, oh, I just see you as too much of a sex right. friend. Yeah, you know what totally. I mean? Like, yeah. I can't possibly view you through the lens of just another person who I think is cool or whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Anyway, winning F-boy Joshy now has the opportunity to do the funniest fucking thing ever. And he does not disappoint. It's um, really good. This was great. I, okay. I'm curious about how you landed on this. Cause I genuinely fell for it. You fell for it. Yeah. I did not think he was kidding. I, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was truly shocked. Cause he Let's starts going, what happens. yeah, he says, uh, well, we, we shared a lot of good memories together in here. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had so much fun together. But fifty thousand dollars is life changing. It would obviously <laughs> it would obviously help me and my family a lot. So I'm gonna choose to take the money. He really sells it, doesn't he? He's like this is this is up there with Matt Preston disgustingly good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, he says I'm gonna choose to take the money dot 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 and split it with you. Oh, he waited just the right amount of time to, it was just like, he really, really did a good job of this. I'm, I'm pro Joshy and yeah. was considering making Joshy my A-boy of the week this week just for the comedic timing. Yeah, yeah. Were you laughing or did you get worried like I did? I don't think I got worried. I got like, oh, is this yeah. actually happening? Like, yeah. this would be sick if this happens. Because like you said uh, last week, we felt like someone on this show had to get fucked over. We right. didn't know who it was going to be. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Yeah. This that, felt like, yeah. That the, was still the, my prevailing thought going into this was like, oh man, this is going to go so bad for somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was ready for it to be Joshy, like secret dark horse. And I thought even they might do like a flashback to, you know. His villain origin story. Yeah. Like I thought maybe we would go back and be like, you know this is the ending of a scene you, we cut away from or whatever, where it's him just going over to Vernon and being like, ah, you and me, let's go to the races together with our big money payout or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Something like that where it's like uh, all of a sudden everything becomes crystallized. Yeah. And uh, or we see something truly heinous from his, yeah. uh, his footage that he, he shot to try and get on the show to begin with. Right. Where it's like, yeah, wool has completely been pulled over our eyes, but it still could have been satisfying. That said, obviously I'm glad that that's not the case. 
Um, Agree. And and this was very funny in hindsight. But yeah, it was, it's funny how much it got me as well. Considering I've right been watching moves. these shows for 350 million years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey uh, tells Ziara that he thought she was the one from the moment she walked out. Quote, I came in here as a nice guy, and I'm going to leave here as a nice guy, hopefully with you on my arm, because I am a real man. You're an amazing person inside and out, and I will always remember you. Nothing quite like asserting that you are, in fact, a real man. (laughs) It's very Pinocchio of him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's to be gained from that. I think it's... uh, As much as I learned about Corey this week, I also don't feel much closer to really getting him. Well, so I think that you summed it up pretty eloquently, to be honest with you. Corey is out to make himself look uh, the the best that he can. And the way that he has learned to do that is with this sequence of like meaningless platitudes or mm. like by finessing information. And in this case, he's given a bit of finesse to the like what he thinks Ziara wants. He's had a real think about it. And he's mm. gone, she wants a real man that's going to sell her rather than this boy who, who I'm in competition with. Yeah, I think, um, I think Corey is a professional, maybe first and foremost, you know? I think yeah, he, yeah. he is so um, motivated by uh, looking his best and being presentable and, um, you know, in ways that I think maybe stop him from showing too much, like... Uh, Genuine authenticity? Yeah, or even like just bad sides of himself or whatever. They don't quite naturally come through because he's obscuring them. But then you get a weird vibe from just how polished everything is or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He is very, very polished. That's a really nice word. Yeah. Um, But it is funny that he he ends with, uh, you're an amazing person inside and out and I will always remember you. Because at this point I'm like, oh, maybe he knows, you know? Yeah. Maybe he's Yeah, maybe it. the writing's on the wall here. Yeah. And then Isaiah musters up all of his strength and you can really see him like pulling it all together, you know? Because mm-hmm. he knows this moment mm-hmm. matters. And he says, every time we touch, every time we kiss, every time I hold you, I feel love. I know I'm so bad at this stuff, but Ziara, I love you. And then she giggles and says, can you say it louder? Which I treasure that's a beautiful moment it was really it was really nice it was really it felt cheesy um but just as you had said before the clumsiness in the way that Mm. uh that isaiah executes is also part of his charm yeah right and we're talking about 21 and 22 year olds here like does feel like young love yeah young being the really really what do you call that operative word right um and he does he says ziara i love you she says it back they kiss and... I didn't expect this. Yeah, I mean, that's the I thing, right? I didn't expect and I love you. Yeah. Goodness well, gracious. As Abby says, who would have thought anyone would find love on a show called Fuckboy Island? It's true. Um, I think it's cute. I think it's great. I'm rooting for them. You know, I think yeah, it's awesome. me too. Cute, um, great, good on them. Nobody has to say anything to Corey, who has not <laughs> been rejected or anything. He just kind of understands. He's like, oh, I see. Right. He kind of looks at the camera for a second. Um, I know how it is. Yeah. And uh, then he cheekily ITMs, just know that if their relationship fails, she knows who to call. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Don't. (laughs) Stay away. Don't call that man. And then, Max Quinn, we get to the 10 minutes that make this finale really pop. 
Nick tells Molly that while his journey has had ups and downs, every moment he's shared with her has made it all worthwhile. Molly, I can honestly say that I've fallen for you and I can't wait to be that man that walks out with you out this door. Very nice. Not overdoing it, just, you know, perfect, I think. Touching, kind. Mm-hmm. And Vernon seems unfazed. He thinks he's got it in the bag. Vernon is not bothered by this at all. Right. And I was so irritated by how little he tried here. Mm-hmm. First time watching this. Like, I think it's in keeping with his larrikin persona. But I was just begging him to take this a tiny bit seriously. And he just mm-hmm. fully doesn't. It's crazy. He says, quote, When I first walked through these doors and seen you sitting down, straight away, your insanely blue eyes and perfect smile took me away. And no doubt, right then, I knew that I wanted you. And then you started talking and I was like, yeah, 100%. If you pick me, I definitely won't be boring. (laughs) You'll never be lost for words. I can see a future growing young with you. And I just want you to know that you are perfect. There's a beat. And Molly has one more question before she makes her final decision. Vernon. This was unexpected. I was like, what is happening here? I was like, what do you mean? Vernon, do you you want to be with me? Vernon says, 100%. Molly says, thank you. I just needed to hear that. And then someone new walks into the elimination ceremony in what is my, and I think probably is your, combination boy genius and WTF boy island. And we flash back to earlier that day at the women's place, at the villa, where Molly has invited a guest to come and have a chat. And in ITM, Molly tells us that like any woman with social media and a name, she's taken the liberty of reaching out to Vernon's ex, Brogan, to learn the truth. What I loved about this is that earlier in the night, you had sent me a text that just said, Brogan. (laughs) And I thought, what does this mean? And at that point, I was like, Oh, you hadn't watched the episodes yet. Yeah. So at that point, I hadn't watched the episodes yet. And when it the reveal to me was that Vernon had an ex whose name was Brogan, and so I was carrying through these two episodes, being like, "Yeah, Xavier, it's a really like it's a strange name." Yep. What you were interested in, Max. It's funny you say that because that was when I sent the text message. Was when we (laughs) learned that he had an ex girlfriend named Brogan. I thought that was it. I was like, just delighted by the fact that her name was Brogan. No offense to any Brogans listening, but I just thought that's noteworthy. And I sent you a text simply saying the word Brogan. And then Mm. I, after that, uh, when this moment happened, I was sure that I had in fact ruined it for you somehow because, oh no, you know, I was like, oh, well that's going to change the way Max is looking at these episodes or whatever. So I'm glad that you still had the impression that I was just no, talking about the name. For me, because there was no way to see this coming. There was no way to see that Molly was going to reach out to Brogan and make her part of the program. Right. And uh, this was just exquisite. The way they did this was so good. Brogan reveals that she has a text message from Vernon saying, quote, I'm going there to lie and bullshit for three weeks and win cash. 
<laughs> Maybe the vernest sec- uh, sentence we've heard yet. Uh, and that when he's finished on the show, he will be back around to pick her up and they can go and spend the money together. We watch Brogan pass her phone to Molly, who reads out some more incendiary texts. Um, the type that many of our listeners have probably received from shitty men in the past. I imagine this is all pretty textbook. Sure. This is like, it does. It, it did make me think back to the first image that we saw on screen at the first episode, which was just a dictionary definition of an F boy. And I was like, yeah, yeah here it is. Um, and then flashback to the present, to the elimination ceremony. Brogan walks out looking like a million bucks. Vernon goes bright red. And uh, everybody is hooting and hollering. And Molly, with just the gentlest touch, you know? She's just like, mm. I'm, not, I'm not twisting the knife. I'm just telling you what I've learned. And we watch Vernon squirm. It was deft, the way, that, the way that she did it disempowered him. And I thought that was really, really cool. Because, because she's not, like, confrontational about it. Because she is soft to the touch here. Yeah. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's a really, really, like, a good example of kind of killing him with kindness. Or at right. least taking away his agency as a man who we know kind of... Well, firstly, who we know as an F-boy. But mm. then also we know loves a bit of a blue. Right. And I think that... Had uh, Molly approached this, I mean, she approached it perfectly. And I think if she approached it a different way, he might have seen that as an excuse to ramp it up and turn it into a big, you know. Yep. Yep. Exactly. A, like a, a gotcha. fight with two sides where it really isn't. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Brogan, um, on her part, who evidently has a little bit more history with Vernon than anybody else here, mm. won't let him off too easily. Um, she says, so you're just going to come on a show and play her, play me. And what were you going to do when you got out? You said you were going to leave the show and come chase me. I have it all on text and Molly's seen it all. So you can't get away with this. Oh my God. It is for this reason. It is for her being such a good sport for her being contacted and seizing this opportunity to truly humiliate this. (laughs) (laughs) To burn this man down. Right. Um, that Brogan is the recipient of my A-boy of the week this week. Oh, I love that. A-boy of the week! And Molly just says, Vernon, I don't believe a single thing you say anymore, and there's absolutely no trust there. I choose you, Nick. And Abby tells Vernon, F-boy, F-off... Mm-hmm. In my opinion, could have maybe gone with a swear word there. I don't know if we I want agree. to play the jingle. <laughs> Put a little emphasis on it. Boy of the week. Yeah, I don't know. We're swearing other times. This would be a great yeah, point. You, know? you can give it some mustard. Yes. Although I did um, uh, hear from a reliable source that the reason that they have decided that the show is not Fuckboy Island is because you have to say it so often, mm. right? I'm not a fuckboy. I'm not. And uh, I believe that in like under Australian media and consumer law, they would have to rate the show a different way for a different audience if they were just fucking all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I figured it was just like they can swear on the show, but Mm. they can't have fuckboy island like 
ads on buses and you know like they can't have oh, it in the program too, yeah. guide and and stuff like that like i think maybe that's a, a block in terms of the naming mm-hmm. or maybe it's also like because it is just importing the name from america and and yeah, probably true. a lot of the like style guide or whatever and i yeah uh i think it was streaming in the u.s too but yeah i don't know it's some there's some rule about it for some reason as vernon's on his way out he goes for a hug with abby and Abby just like pulls <laughs> her entire body away. I thought this was excellent. Very iconic. It was behavior. great. Um, Brogan then takes Vernon's seat. She gets a huge round of applause. Uh, and then it is time for Nick and Molly to share a kiss as well as sharing some money. Um, and Molly decides that she's going to share some with Brogan as well. She says, if it's okay with Cuddle Bear, <laughs> we will share some with Brogan. Right. Imagine being Nick in this situation. This is what I imagine wanted to talk to you about. This this sucks for Nick. Like I was imagine trying being to, like I was trying to read his facial expression because obviously, as we said before, he's not a guy who like lays it all on the playing field. You know what I mean? Like he he uh, uh, he yeah he has a sort of quiet brooding sort of face even at the most excited moments or you know he reacts kind of similarly to things going very well as things going really badly you know yes so i was trying to read like you know and and how we don't know obviously but what is what does the split look like you know is it mm-hmm. three ways down the middle is it um you know they're getting 20 each and then she's getting 10 or is it like Right. Is there a small appearance fee? How much How much is she getting? Whatever. Is the this... money coming out of their shared pool or is it just out of Molly's like mm-hmm. portion, like after splitting it? Or, um, I mean, it doesn't matter, but I'm, of course, very curious about it. I would love someone to let me know. The mechanic of it is honestly so, like, if you're Nick, you can't say, oh, I really would actually prefer it if we didn't. Yeah. Even though clearly if you're Nick, you really would prefer it if they didn't. Of course. You didn't come on this show. I mean, look, I hope that, you know, he is now, I don't think he can. I honestly don't think he is in a position where he can't, because the whole show is about, like, if you care too much about the money, fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it just, it just sucks. It's, a, it's just it's a one very of funny position. Like, At the end oh. of the day, you just have to be glad you got something, really. You yeah, know? yeah, I think so. Like you've worked for three weeks, and you might have made twenty thousand dollars or something like that. So that yeah. look not bad for three weeks worth of work. Could but at the same less. time, uh, what a um, what a shocker for Nick Funky Brown Town Malone. <laughs> Is that his name? Uh, Bra- I might be Brown Town Funky Malone. Okay, um, that's his Instagram handle. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, and that's pretty much it. We love, love, we love getting back at fuckboys. We love Brogan. Max Quinn, I see you clicking around in your computer there. Can you do me a favor, just for fun? Mm. Can you mm. please type the following into Google and go to Google Images? I would like you okay, to type in yes. B-R-O-G-A-N. B-R-O-G-A-N, yep. Yeah, just go to Google Enter. Images. Images. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? Listener, I would encourage you to do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What is happening here? <laughs> Who um, is Brogan from Shrek? Yeah, Brogan is a major character in Shrek Forever After. <laughs> <laughs> he was he just is Shrek. That's Shrek. Well, he's Shrek, but he's voiced by, would you like to let me know? John Ham. <laughs> yep. 
John Hamm voices a Shrek called Brogan. Yep. Uh, according to <laughs> Heroes Wiki, uh, he is generous, selfless, and protective, kind of like the Brogan we know and love. He yep. is a willful and optimistic ogre who keeps hope alive in the battle against Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Can you tell me some of his powers and skills, please? <laughs> yeah, of course. How do we always end up on the Heroes slash Villains <laughs> Wiki? Last time the Villains Wiki was great. This is good for us. This is excellent. Okay, so his powers and skills include superhuman strength, superhuman yep. reflexes, Superhuman mm. stamina. By the way, Big. I don't I don't know of any super characters within the Shrek universe or whatever, right? I guess there's a no, fairy godmother. True. But anyway. She um, has superpowers, yes. Mm. Uh, roaring. Great. Flatulence. Huge. <laughs> really, really good power for Brogan to have is flatulence. Mm -hmm. Both wrestling skills and high-level fighting skills. <laughs> and indomitable willpower. That... Is just the perfect picture of the Brogan that we know. That's right. And what type of hero is um is Brogan? <laughs> type of hero, rebellion monster. <laughs> and Brogan's hobby helping other ogres. <laughs> With the goal of help defeat Rumpelstiltskin, Bracken succeeded. Yep, we did it. <laughs> Really well done to Brogan. Congratulations on uh, both defeating Rumpelstiltskin oh, here's and some trivia. Uh, your small cash prize. Originally, Brogan was to be called Gnimrach, which is <laughs> which is charming in reverse, and he was Prince Charming under a curse. But they, they oh. changed that to Brogan, I assume, in honor of Brogan from F-Boy Island. This is just Shrek. <laughs> what? Like, Brogan is Shrek. So this is an alternate universe Shrek. What happens oh. in Shrek Forever After is like, what would have happened if I hadn't something? You know? It's something like that. Right. I think it's like an so if, his it's name a, it's a wonderful Shrek. life situation or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This, it, he's described as the second in command of Fiona in an alternate life after Shrek made the deal with Rumpelstiltskin. So maybe it's not actual Shrek, but it's like... Some, so he, he would have been a more significant character if it weren't for the events of Shrek or something. Uh, All I know is that he appears in whatever Donkey's Thriller Night is uh, <laughs> to, he, to help them find Christmas songs. Seems like Donkey's what? Thriller Night would be more of a Halloween thing, but I don't know. I'm on babynames.com <laughs> looking at Brogan. Yeah. I think maybe uh, Brogan... Uh, may spell her name with an E as opposed to an A, um, but I couldn't resist the uh, the the Brogan uh, Shrek character. I'm going on his no. MBTI personality type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Myers Briggsing Brogan at the yeah. moment. Uh, right. Yeah, Brogan is ESTP, whatever that means. Oh. I don't even know what that Look means. here, uh, in uh, of Irish origin, Brogan is a baby name that means sturdy shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I guess like Smith is like, uh, or like whatever, uh, Cobbler. Cobbler's not Shrek. a name. Shrek. Yep. Okay, yeah, we got to get off the Brogan thing. <laughs> um, Abby leaves us with a personal touch. She says, just a few years ago, she applied for one of these, quote, very silly shows. And it changed her life for the best, kind of. And I hope it's all the same. I hope it's the same for all of you. It's very nice. 
Good shit. What do we think about this show? Oh, I hope it comes back. This was the most fun I've had watching a reality TV show in a long time. Wasn't it great? I really want them to do more of it. I think that there should be more of it. That's I'm going on the record. I'm yeah. saying two of them had sex and uh, <laughs> I would. I, that's good for them. And then also there should be more of this program. I want it to come back very badly and I have a small pitch. Um, okay. I think having three women is good. I think probably they should do that again. But I would love for one of the three women to be a rebellious monster. What was it? I would love I would love Brogan to be instated as the lead or one of the leads. Well, I of think that would be two. really interesting. So uh, because at the end of it, they sit Brogan next to Mitch, who yeah. is a confirmed F boy also. <laughs> a Weird bit of choice. a booby prize, yeah. if you ask me, because they had been talking on Tinder, we know this. Yeah. Um, God, I hope that Brogan and Mitch stay far away from each other. <laughs> me too. I was like, that can't be the happy ending. That's not happy to me. I'm That's not feeling not it. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want I want that to go badly. We'll see a couple of clips of it maybe next season, and and Brogan yeah. to come back uh, large and in charge, and as uh, a lead. As I a like lead. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who the others should be, but yeah, I want that. Sophie Monk probably. Sophie Monk should definitely be there, and hell, I'll be the third lead. Why not? Perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay. The other thing I'm sure people are wondering about is what's going on now. This show was shot a little while ago. Um, oh, that's true. And look, I'm sure everybody's seen what's going on on Instagram by now, but uh, let's talk about where we've ended up. Ziara and Nick are not together. Oh, well, yeah. I wouldn't have expected Ziara and Nick to be together, actually. Thank you for confirming Sophie that. Sophie and Nick are uh, not together. Oh no. Cuddle but bear. I can confirm exclusively here on the BOH pod exclusively that Molly and Nick are still together and hoping to move closer together at some point. Hey, that's cute. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. We now, I wish we had more like exclusive scoops or whatever. This is really we just know what what everyone probably knows right now. We'll we'll Ziara we'll be and following Brogan. Ziara and not together. Not together. What a shame. Why couldn't they Um, work it out? Those crazy kids, (laughs) um, one one of these days, uh, we're sure that things might work out for one of them. Here's the other bit. Ziara and Nick, not together. Yeah, no, I didn't think that Ziara and Nick would be together. What's happened with Ziara and Isaiah? Are they together? I think they are. I think they're still pretty loved up from what I could tell. Yeah, it feels look, look it feels and looks nice for them. Um, it's a shame that Ziara and Nick though are not are not together. Yeah, they just couldn't put their differences aside. I guess for for instance, yeah, the fact that they weren't something dating to do with his bug dick. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know for sure that any of them are bug dicks. By the way, <laughs> sometimes in the past we have we have known that people from the show are listening while we're putting it out. I don't know for sure if any of these people are bug dicks, but I would I would love to know. You know? <laughs> It would be nice. Uh, okay, so um, that leaves us with Sophie and Joshy, who I believe are also still trying it out. Am I wrong about that? I think you might be wrong. Oh, shit. What happened? They went their separate ways. What can oh, I... What no, can I where's the detail? I do not have any further information beyond the fact that Sophie and Joshy are no longer together. Oh, damn it. Damn. I really thought it was going to work out for them. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it was looking pretty good. Um, I guess oh. we will have to Rats. keep our eyes and ears peeled, see if anything drips out um, on socials or in interviews or whatever in the uh, weeks and months to come. Why is it that it, it only ever drips out? Because <laughs> nobody's ever, like, gathering the press to do a big announcement of, like, me and Joshy aren't still together. Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, yeah. I guess we, like, it would be worse if it glugged out. Ugh, yeah. You don't want it to be, like, viscous. No, no. Yeah. I think the viscosity is uh, a real a real problem in yeah. terms of um, release, internet release schedules. Mm. Um, as demonstrated by this podcast, of course. <laughs> when it's free-flowing, everyone's a lot happier. When we're just dripping episodes out, which, by the way, I think that's the plan for the next little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We have um, decided to become viscous once again. That's right. Uh, dear listener, thank you so much, by the way, for joining us here this season, recapping F-Boy Island Australia. It's been so much fun yeah. uh, talking about this fantastic show and sharing this with you. I know that new people have joined us. It has been fantastic to have you along for the ride. And yeah, look, I hope that there's a new season of F-Boy Island for us to talk about. I hope that we uh, decide soon what the next thing that we're going to talk about is here on the BOH pod. Right. Maxie and I have not actually talked about it. So rather than make a promise that we can't keep, um, I think like I'm going to beat Ganondorf and uh, Hell yeah. watch the bear. Uh, oh, I want to do that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of a breather, I guess, unless something comes up really soon. I truly don't know. We got a couple ideas kicking around. As always, if you would like to give us any suggestions for the next thing we do, because like we don't know when Bachelor's coming back. Um, you know, it's, yeah, we kind of don't know anything at this point, so <laughs> we're, we're so very, stupid. very happy to take suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you have any thoughts on what might be next, I don't know. I mean, is there Farmer Wants a Wife coming soon? Or, you know, is there, oh, I don't God. know what's around the corner. Is there, I think there's a new season of some Netflix dating show. It's about, I think Too Hot to Handle might be coming back. I don't know. We want to do something. We love making this podcast. Um, if you have any thoughts, uh, suggestions, feedback, uh, compliments, uh, Pictures, recipes, recipes. Um, what else? Uh, foot massage tips, friendship uh, bracelets. Yeah, you can of course find us on social media at boh pod. And if you would like to join our wonderful community, you are so welcome to do so by heading on down to the Bachelor of Hearts Osh posting group on Facebook. Um, lots of cool people in there sending through lots of cool stuff. Um, uh, everyone's got their feelers out. I absolutely love it. When when people bring stuff to that group that I was not aware of. Uh, it's good stuff. Absolutely makes my day. Um, so come on down. You can also find our back catalog of bonus episodes on Patreon. Um, we're not making new ones right now, but we have got some banked and you might enjoy checking those out in the meantime while you wait for us to come back. Whenever that will be. I don't know. What else? I don't know that there is anything else. I feel like we've got it pretty covered. Yeah. Listener, I don't know that there's too much else to say other than that we love you. We love you, listener. Take care of yourself. Have fun. We'll see you soon. We'll be back before you know it. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.